I'll say good evening. And it's almost the end of September 2023. Soon, I believe the Republican Party is willing to destroy our nation as they are working on not doing the work to to make the debt ceiling happen. I mean, come on now. It's just kind of like, (laughs) seriously? But they're willing to break America because that's what Donald promised. But you won't even understand what it feels like until it absolutely happens. So let's just wait and see. It'll be the first time in the American history that they don't agree to save us. And as we have to save ourselves, believe me, that is all that I'm about is saving myself. As when I was over there on Anchor, I could get the pennies. And now that I am on Spotify, they said, oh, just get 100 shares or 100 views in 60 days. And when I superseded the 100, well, they then moved it to 1,000. And I'm saying, well, uh uh-huh. It's not me. It's my people. It's my people who have to step up. Because really, who are they to control and say you would have to subscribe? When you don't have to subscribe, all you got to do is share. And I'm going to need you to do that right there. Is share and share and share. Because I want that ambassador ad money. You know, the money that I don't have to ask you to subscribe and help me sustain myself. Because it does cost to be out here. All these little ads have, you know, subscribe. And I subscribe so I can get out here and help you. But guess what? You have to be willing to do what you need to do, which is to help build capacity in the year of 2023. Because when it comes to 2024, well, I can promise you, with the failure rate of public education, and the failure rate of the homeless population living on the straits, the straits of the United States of America, and then you don't even understand what the Pledge of Allegiance was all about. Quite frankly, you need to wake the fuck up. That's what I can say. Because we live in this one nation under God, which is divisible by who? That's right by the people who choose to step up. Maybe it's not you, but it probably is you because you just never show up. And then when you just don't do politics, well, boo, what do you do? And the world, it's a song, what the world needs now is love, sweet love, but that's not what the world is putting out. What the world is doing is destroying the earth. And it's we, the people, who need to save ourselves. So won't you help me get the 1,000 clicks in the 60 days. Uh, if we could just get 10 to get 10, we could do the Nipsey Hussle grind. Because I've been grinding all the time. But until we meet again, we'll like, subscribe, and share. Please share in the year of 2023 so we can get to 2024 and I can have their money, not yours. Good afternoon, I will say, and welcome to America. If you're just now paying attention to what has been going on, and it's been going on for years, 
people don't understand anything about public education. They just understand that you are challenged with getting through the course. It's almost like an obstacle. Obstacle course. You start off in the early start or preschool. And you know, a lot of people, a lot of people just use and need that access to public services. It's just so unfortunate that what? What am I saying? Unfortunate that so many people can't even find child care. And then when you do find it, the resources that are supposed to be there for you are not there. But who are we when we're looking at the resources that should be there for the people living in your local community and you cannot find resources? And I am afraid to understand what happened and what might be happening in America. Life is all about who you are actually, who you are and who you will be. The real reality is is that we the people truly just don't have a value to life, liberty, and the pursuit of as we are Americans and as people cross the border every day. That's right. They come across the border every day and they become engaged in the process and they're enjoying their life. They're living their best life. Ain't got time to do with you. And hey, Snoop says it every day. He's living his best life. He doesn't have time to deal with you. And the real deal is, is that we are who we believe we are. And we are no more than what we believe we are. So therefore, in America, don't question the process. Just understand. Oh, it is truly your obligation to know what's going on. To understand that that's your obligation. And how does it work? It's so unfortunate, though. In America, it is you. And it is only you that what? Chooses the road less traveled. I am lived for many years. It is apparent mm-hmm. that so many people mm, have just chosen never to engage in what is considered the process of uh, the process of hmm, what do you call it? Political activism. We'll call it that. And uh, just because you are a senator really doesn't mean a whole lot. You could be a congressman, you could be the president of the United States. And during that time, you're the president, you are just protected. But it's the after effect, you know, the one that Trump's dealing with right now. And he really wants to get in office. And I'll tell you why. Because he's hoping to pardon all those stupid people that were following him and got in trouble and had to actually go to jail. Some of them are sitting in the penitentiary right now. And they had such good lives. And just understand, that's all over. But let's just look 
and Ahmad Aubrey in the case of Ahmad Aubrey and the three men that took his life and understand that they were just protecting their property. Right. And perhaps they had been taking and killing black people for a long time. And that's just real because they were so comfortable in it that they forgot the technology that everybody had access to the tools. And perhaps that would have painted a picture, a different picture than they wanted us to all see. You see, I have a problem in America because America is unwilling to correct its, its ignorance, meaning that there are people that are just allowed to believe what it is that they believe. And it's unfortunate that it's not for real. The word is e-purpose, you know, man of any, there's one, but out of one, there just may be none. But what are you doing in the year of 2023? It's like, I need 1,000 subs- 1,000 clicks, boop, <laughs> just clicks. 1,000 visitors to come to my, my podcast so that I can make the money that they promised I could make after 100 clicks. And then that, that ended, that certainly didn't work out. And you know, they're just changing the rules all over the place. But it is we the people that can demonstrate that perhaps it is not them, it is us. We can't allow them to control the narrative. I need 1,000 clips, I don't care from who. Quite frankly, you could agree or disagree with me. The question is, is in America, who are you in the year of 2023 as we lose our liberty and justice for all? And some people who have never made it to the justice for all, it's just been just us. But in America, you decide who you're going to be in the year of 2024. So show up, boo. And in the meantime, in between time, I'll say like and share and share and share. I'm looking for 1,000 clicks within... 60 days it's not hard to accomplish it's just motivation is everything and it's you it's you the man in the mirror we have to decide what it is we're going to do as a people we the people rule the universe and we have to show up so have a blessed day y'all until we meet again this is Darlene Anderson saying peace out. Oh, Citizen Anderson, yes, it is real. So, good evening, good evening. It is Thursday, April the 27th, 2023. And I just continue to try to understand what's happening in America as we have to focus on who we are as Americans. Let's just put that in the column of, yes, I know who I am. And as I try to figure out this new settings around, you know, this Spotify podcast, it's just something to listen to, but it's also something to pass your time and to help you through this new arrival of the new awakening as to we are all relevant when it really comes down to it everybody can make a difference but it really is the difference that you choose to make based on your willingness to take a break from the television and step up to your true reality as freedom has never been free what is freedom in the first place 
ask yourself that question. I ask myself often, but when I moved here to Nevada and I went to my first NAACP meeting, I was recording it. It was monumental. And it certainly became monumental when they bleeped a piece of my recording as if I wasn't there and could not remember. I said, okay, excuse me, but I was there and I know what was said, but somehow my program, my phone created an illegal operation. And I'm saying, God damn it. If this isn't America, I know, I just don't know. I believe this is Neverland and we have a lot, we have just arrived. Neverland is wherever we are, because it's never going to tell you the truth about where we are. To tell the truth, I don't know. It's in the middle of the desert somewhere out here. We're in the desert somewhere, but we can stream longer, we can record longer, and we can engage your mind often. But it's up to you if you choose to change, because hell, who am I? Stay in your own box. Don't look out the window. Pretend the shit is not happening. And maybe you will be able to understand that freedom was never free. That's right. It ain't never been free. So here we are. This is the year of 2023. Black people, my people, don't have an awakening. As... You need to understand a few things in America is that if you choose not to participate or not to engage, don't think that someone else is going to read your concerns as it ain't happening. And if you choose to willfully defy your ability to engage in the process, then you're just willfully defiant. Does that make a difference? Yes, it does. Are you allowed to stay in the program being willful? No, you're not. What happens to you? Well, honey, you get to sit in the back seat. And we get to pretend that you ain't there. Because that's what happens to so many people. We just get to pretend that they are not there. I should be cooking dinner. I don't know what I'll cook. However, it's 7 o'clock. And I think we have something out in there that could just be popped in, you know, oven and cook for a while. I don't know. I don't remember. I think we do, though. Truly, I do. And as it stands in America, it's just beautiful every day when you wake up. The sun is shining. But when it ain't beautiful, look, they were having um, a workshop at the city council level about sleeping sleeping safely and i guess they've had lots of deaths of infant deaths you know because mothers were sleeping with their children i i did it you know i used to be falling asleep just so tired to put the baby back over there in the baby's bed and uh fell asleep while i was feeding the baby and it's not something you try to do no But, you know, when you have help, it's just different. When you have a mate, a helpmate, the same helpmate that helped you make the baby. And that wasn't turned against you. And some kind of thing where child support is so relevant. In America, it makes people criminals. 
And why in the hell is that happening? Simply because it's a financial thing. It should be a personal obligation and responsibility. Hell, we're paying people to ensure that adequate access happens. Well, how come you're not ensuring that people are learning what they have to do to nurture an infant and the importance of it? Because you know who's making the recommendation? God damn it, it's your doctor. It's the one that was up in your ass trying to get a baby out. <laughs> it's real. But you know, hey. We can only be who we are, and what should I say? It is so unfortunate that we are Americans and that we are not recognized when it comes to the abuse. Hell, I'm listening to this woman. Her son was shot in the back of the head two years ago, and Attorney Crump, and you know the people, the people there. Oh my gosh, just listen to, you know, I'm going to move it back so you can hear this young man talk about his mama. We're gonna get right down to it. His dad was shot in the back of the head. Are you I ready? I understand that. But let's lift this young brother up because he's witnessed something and he's now a part of a fraternity that none of us want to be a part of. For one, Ow. it's too much violence going on. That's not the key. Cause that's just gonna make everything worse. Right. It's too much going on already with us black folks doing it to each other. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's that's not right at all. We need no. to focus on that. Is if that's the case, you know what I'm saying? So violence is not the key. But to my pops, man, yesterday I said he was executed. This autopsy report showed me that was correct. Those three gunshots to the arm that weren't enough. That weren't enough. You, it's obvious he was trying to get away. It's obvious. And they gonna shoot him in the back of the head. That, man, that shit not right. That's not right at all, man. Not right. Like, not right. Man, stuff gotta change. It really gotta change for real. Yeah. Like. It was actually four gunshots to the arm. And they kept shooting. Now we're going to hear from Attorney Chantrell Lassiter. I want y'all to hear the pain in this community, the pain, the, the, the yelling that y'all hear, the agony that y'all hear. This is pain. And a lot of times pain is interpreted as, as uh, rebellion or whatever people want to interpret it as. Call it what it is. It's painful. This is painful for this family. This is painful for this community. We came up here yesterday, as Khalil said, and we told you it was execution. People were questioning, well, you know, what about this? What about that? It was an execution. It was an assassination of this unarmed black man, and that is painful. And we are tired. Mothers are tired. Sisters are tired. Right. That's right. Don't forget about That's fight. Right. Fathers are tired. That's right. Communities are tired. Grandparents, uncles, aunts, cousins, yeah. friends, yeah. people that you call your family is tired. tired. Y'all have to hear that pain. Y'all don't tune it out because they, they, people are yelling and it's not traditional. It's not conforming to the norm. It is pain. You have to hear that. And justice will be served. Justice will be served. Did you hear her? She said justice will be served. Um. Ms. Gwen Carr, Ms. Tanika Cox, um, two members of a fraternity that nobody wants to be a part of. Um, 
Some say it's one of the quickest growing fraternities in the black community. Mm-hmm. Having the police kill our loved ones unjustly. And so as attorney, Ambassador talked about pain. You see the pain in real life with these mothers who will have a hole in their hearts forever because their sons didn't bury them. They buried their sons. We will start with Miss Gwen Carr, uh, who is one of the original mothers of the movement from New York City. Her son is Eric Gardner. Good morning, everyone. Here I stand again in solidarity with this family who has joined a fraternity, a club that no one wants to be a part of. But no one. When you do become a part of it, you don't know the pain. You don't know the strength that the family has to have in order to endure. She's just saying you can't imagine it. For Khalil to watch his father being executed, Mm -hmm. do you, can you just imagine, put yourself, don't only have sympathy, have empathy. Put yourself in that position. What would you do if you if you saw your child, your mother, your father, whomever being executed. Oh, Lord. An unarmed person being executed. They came here for that purpose. They never intended, in my opinion, they never intended to take him alive. Tell them, they came with the intention. They had their own agenda when they came to that car. And that's not right. This is what they do in the black and brown communities. They come to us, they brutalize, they terrorize, they kill, and then it's swept under the rug. But we have to come together as communities to stop this. We can't keep going through this. My son died almost seven years ago, and I had to watch his execution over and over again. Yes, I never watched the tape in its entirety because I couldn't. And I know it's going to be just like a lot of these family members. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be able to see that. It's Mm -hmm. horrible what they do to us. Mm -hmm. And it has to stop. It has to stop. All black and brown men are not terrorists. They're not all guilty. They talk about police not being all bad, so all black people are not bad. There you go. There's bad in every community, in every race and creed, we have bad people. Just watch scary people. Y'all watch that on TV. And it's not all us. But you know, I just want y'all to embrace this family. I want y'all to give this family justice. I want the media to record this for what it is because it is what it is an execution it is what it was an execution yeah but we can't force anything you can't force people to do what they don't want to do they see themselves as saviors the mother of fred cox jr many of you don't know her story but it needs to know her son matter. My son, we are from High Point, North Carolina. High Point. My son was murdered, executed in a church. Oh Lord. On November eighth by a plain clothed detective. Uh-huh. The pain is unbearable. 
I can imagine. It's indescribable. I can imagine. And my heart goes out to Khalil. I can't imagine his pain seeing his father slaughtered like a pig. They killed him. Yes. He is a murderer. They're trying to make it common to kill for the cops to kill people of our skin tone. Yes. We gotta stop it. They yes. gotta be they gotta be held accountable. Yes. We're killing us. It's not normal. And we need to start right now by putting them Two years behind ago. Bar, bars. Two because had it been the other way around and his daddy killed them, he would never walk these streets again. Amen. So we gotta hold them at the same level as they we hold them. our black and brown boys. Mm -hmm. They need to be locked up right now. Yesterday, last week, last November eighth, he should have been locked up. But I still don't know who this man is that murdered my son in a church. Mm -hmm. Justice Playing for close. your daddy, baby. I'm standing with you 100 percent. Andrew Brown. Andrew Brown. Fred Cox. Fred Cox. Andrew Brown. Andrew Brown. Very briefly, we were here from Arthur Austin and Kirsten Ford. I got some chanters there. I, I'm no politician. I'm no activist. I'm just a person that grew up in the hood that always, everybody know me for the truth. And I just want to say one thing to the all the cops across America. Listen up. If we running away from y'all, mm -hmm. tell them, Arthur. Why do y'all feel the need to use a bullet to stop us from running? Yeah, because they don't want the us to get when away. when we was kids and we playing cops and robbers. Yeah, no, this is To me, y'all make me feel like y'all still playing that game. Slavery. That if, if they get in the way. Run away, slave. They can't get away. But y'all use a bullet, which is fatal, that we can't come back from. There it is. There lies the I don't understand that. This man, they asked this man to comply. He complied and he died. Yes, if failure we comply, to comply. Why to comply. do we die? If they're complying, why are they dying? No justice. No justice. No justice. What do we want? What do we want? What do we want? When do we want it? When do we want it? When do we want it? My name is Reverend Kirsten John Foy. And I've traveled down here with Gwen Carr. And I have observed the disrespect that the city of Elizabeth has displayed not only to this family, to this community, but to the lawyers, to the elected officials who represent this city. And it is high time, high time that we elevate this conversation and ask that the Department of Justice Department of Justice come in come in and oversee and oversee how the city of Elizabeth what the city and the state forward. is doing to move they forward. announced yesterday what did they say the declaration of a state of emergency oh prior to the release of the video oh before the video was released. 
what the they inflammatory did. nature of the yes, that's what it means. And they know the community is not going to respond yes, in a, a way that is manageable for them. Yes, that's what they know. So what that means is that the city of Elizabeth, Elizabeth City is going to continue in the vein of disrespect, disrespect. of this family and this community Amen. and cannot be trusted. Can't be trusted. With the oversight and the security of the city they can't be trusted the, the family and this community disrespect the justice department needs to come in and oversee this yes. right now that's what you would hope yeah. you would hope no the federal more. government the stand up say no more show the video say no more show the video say no more show the video say no more roland martin roland martin it's been two no two years and six days, I guess. And no public comment either since yesterday from the sheriff and the county attorney. Repeat the question. Repeat the question, sir. I want to hear it clear. Again, have you ever seen a situation where six days after the shooting, no no release of the actual uh, autopsy from the medical exam? That's first. Uh huh. We have not gotten any preliminary autopsy or anything yeah. from the medical examiner at this point. Not yet. Attorney, have y'all have had any contact with the DA? Has, has, has the DA said anything to the attorneys or the family about an investigation? Mm-hmm. Uh, have so the re- question was, Roland asked if uh, the, the team had any contact with the district attorney. Uh, I spoke with the district attorney, I believe it was on Thursday. Yeah. Shunche, was it Thursday? Thursday. I spoke with the district attorney on Thursday. Uh, myself with some community leaders as well as my uh chantel and i uh one thing was promised was uh uh transparency uh from his office and that the video if shown to the family that it would not be uh it would be the raw video no no redaction anything obviously that didn't happen as of any further communication we haven't heard from the district attorney since so do you know if the da's actually launched an investigation no no, we do not. We haven't given any any indication that they have any investigation whatsoever. The SBI is leading investigations. The DA was doing a prosecution. So, I will say. Manuel from CBS asked uh, to comment on the law in North Carolina. And I want people to focus on this because as we try to change this system that leads to the black blood that flows in the streets of this country. We have to understand that we need to focus on the, the halls of the state house and the halls of Congress because in North Carolina they have a bad law. But what I can also tell you is this Andrew Brown did something to justify his shooting. Then they would have gotten that approval from a judge last Wednesday night or Thursday morning. If he attempted to hit them, shot at them, anything, which we know didn't happen, they would have gotten that approval early. This law makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And let me tell you why, why I, I am I am lasering in on this. Let me, let me, let me, let me tell you why. Well, let, let me, well, let me, let me try, she's right though, she's right though. Let me try to be clear. I want to be extremely clear. That's why to protect law enforcement and black bodies, we need to make sure that you can see these videos in 48 hours. Yeah. Amen. And that that would be the policy that we have to advocate. It's not enough to just get justice for this family because we know 
they keep killing us and keep making hashtags. We need to have transparency. We need to have it where hours. the video is released Within immediately. Kind of like in the Chauvin case, we saw Minneapolis do things that needed to be done. Now it seems like in Elizabeth City, we're starting to retreat. Mm -hmm. Where are you right now? the question was based on the autopsy and what was shown on the video the limited uh two years ago on the video the consistency very consistent Ms. Lassen, it was done two years ago today. Stated what you saw that you believe the officers were already April shooting uh, at Mr. Brown. That's consistent with the shots of the, uh, the, the shots in the arm, and also consistent with the shot in the back of the head that Mr. Brown backed up, was leaving, and a shot in the back of the head. Very mm -hmm. consistent. No inconsistency. In inconsistency with the report and what we saw in the video. It, it, it substantiates it. Yeah, would the officers be approaching from the passenger side of his right arm? I'm going to repeat it. They were approaching from every direction, from the side, from the front, from the other side. So all the guns were drawn. You heard multiple shots. So even watching the video, I can tell you what gun shot what, but there was multiple shots, multiple weapons, multiple officers. And they had multiple. These, AR, these assault rifles that they firing with. Right. One second. No, we have we have no we have no inclination that the car was in motion at all before shots were fired. And remember, the video started. There were already shots being fired. So figure where Central was, because for those of us have gone and walked through, you can see the tire marks, you can see the bullets in the neighbor's house, which is downrange where he was trying to get away. Is it your team's belief in that? They intentionally withheld showing you the shot, the, the, the frames, the video that would have been the possible fatal gunshot. Because he would have been trying to Law enforcement intentionally edited edited the video to thirty sec to twenty seconds. Twenty seconds. And intentionally blurred out the office and the, guns and guns and showed us what they wanted to show us mm -hmm. under the guise of it being pertinent. I do want you to know, to be extremely clear, the law does not require a judge's order to show the family the entire video. Yeah. The law does not Require. require a judge's order to show the family the entire video that was a discretionary decision made by the county to show them 20 seconds, seconds of it under the auspices of Ooh, it being that's dirty to them yeah and we have to remember if the roles were reversed mm -hmm. and it showed andrew brown jr doing something wrong they would have showed it would have got that video immediately. immediately amen it's only when the police do something wrong that they don't show us it. the video that's right that's what make them release the video footage all these people right here so the question was asked who has the authority to make them release the, the people video? and this is when i this is when you i, I want to be extremely clear again 
that the family just wants justice and transparency and accountability. But we can't do this by ourselves. Amen. It takes more than, than us to do this. And that's why it requires everybody watching whether or not you like Andrew Brown or loved Andrew Brown. And Share not, the concern. You know, that doesn't matter. But everybody should be on the same side of justice right. and accountability. Amen. I want to answer this gentleman's question about the, the truncation of the video. If you know anything at all about police community encounters, you know that the most important part is the initiation of the encounter. What happened at the initiation of the encounter? As Ms. Lassiter told you yesterday, the video only showed a part of the encounter. And at the time the video started, they were already shooting into the field. So we never got to see the initiation of the encounter. That is whether or not there were commands made, whether or not those commands were complied with. We don't know. We don't know. We can't, we can only guess as to what happened in those seconds before the video started that we saw. And the sheriff said it was only 30 seconds, but we only saw 20 seconds. So the first 10, we don't know. We do not have that information yet because the bullet was removed from his head by the time it got to our independent medical examiner that was retained by the family. We have no idea. No, no idea, but the video, the uh, based dead. on what Miss Lassiter and Khalil heard, there were we, uh, dozens of bullets fired. Give the tape with Pamela Wayne. She charged me one bullet to anyone. Somebody else with a question. I am recording. The deputies that have been placed on administrative leave is still receiving salaries. They're on a vacation for killing Andrew Brown. We have to change this policy that police officers, just like in Dante Wright's matter, they try to resign, get their full pension in retirement, and ride off into the Did sunset you hear that? after they shoot us in the That's back. That's why Breonna Taylor's officers trying to, to get another job one somewhere else. Right. Last one. It's real. They just moved to the next spot. They said intermediate based on our independent autopsy, but that's why we need the video to be released so we can uh, have. He, he hasn't seen the video either. in between close and far. Yeah. He has. Yeah, he hasn't seen the video either. You know who knows it? Uh -huh. The uh, county sheriff's deputy. Yeah, there you go. Uh, All right. Thank you so much. Thank y'all so much. One last question. The video was separate. We're trying to be brought forth towards um, Elizabeth City Police Department. We're going to hope so. We don't know. We want full accountability. The answer is we hope so. Don't say no more. Show the video. Don't say no more. Show the video. Uh-huh. I mean, isn't it just that? Here we are. And, you know, the deal is, is that... We're living in America. What did he send me? I want to know what he sent me. This James. James is a Republican. I don't know. What is that? I'll tell you what it is. Let me unmute it. Lolly, lolly. I don't care. Whatever. Most of the music today is corrupt. It's criminal. It's just crazy. It's really not. It's not saying anything. It's not. It's not sharing a message. 
and the message that you need to hear. Oh, well, I'm out of time, y'all. They're not going to let me do another hour. I'm getting ready to log off. I'll be back. This is Darlene Anderson saying like, subscribe, and follow me. Good morning. Good morning. Here we are. And it's 6.03 a.m. And it is April the 25th. And on C-SPAN, they had those two JJs coming from Tennessee and the white woman that was talking about their expulsion from the Tennessee House. But, you know, how it was an assault against Congress or an assault against our nation. So let's just listen up. Because, you know, we all have to make our minds up about what it is we're willing to do in America. So let's get busy. and the need to have more gun violence prevention uh, and the work that can be done potentially federally but also at the state level because as you all know in the state of Tennessee there's uh, an effort by the governor to call a special session which we completely support to really address the issue of gun violence or gun violence reform uh, a couple of other really important things is the framing of this conversation uh, we started uh, and this movement really was catalyzed in Tennessee because of a tragedy uh, uh, at the Covenant School. And what's happening now in the conversation that many people, Republicans and Democrats are realizing is it is a moral issue. It is about our children. It is about our schools and not turning them into war zones. But it's also, and it is also about communities that are experiencing gun violence every single day, like the communities where I am from and a lot of other communities. And so we're seeing a, a, a lot of people in a multiracial, intergenerational <laughs> democracy, which represented by the Tennessee Three, uh, showing up and being heard. And I, I think that was really powerful. Justin, Glory, Representative yeah. Jones, Representative Johnson. Representative, oh, okay. Um, just really powerful to hear the message and to talk about continuing the movement, growing the movement, making sure that we're getting something done because it's really lit a fire in Tennessee and people are motivated. Students are active and they're showing up and parents are showing up and there's just such incredible interest in getting something done in action. They, they literally say, you know, we are tired of thoughts and prayers. We want to see action. And I think that that's what they're showing up every day to demand. And both sides of the aisle are showing up every single day. And I think that's a critical piece that we need to be looking at, that a majority of Republicans also want to see legislation to take action against gun violence, to keep our kids safe in their schools. Talking to those moms that showed up the first day of the big protest of thousands, it was I dropped my kids off at school before I came here, mm -hmm. and I'm wondering, are they going to be safe when I go to pick them up? Right. Literally tearing up when they were talking about dropping their kids off at school that morning. So this is 
critical, and we have got to lift their voices. We, we talked about a lot of items. We talked about red flag laws. We talked about safe storage laws. Um, we talked about assault weapons and what that would look like. So there, there were a lot of options, and as well as universal background checks and closing loopholes, things like that. What did so. the president say to your request for public health So I want to first start by saying that when we went in there, we, we, we talked about how Tennessee can be a model for the nation. We came as Tennessee lawmakers, but we didn't just come as, as, as legislators. We came uh, as voices of moral dissent as, as to what happened in our state. Yes. And so we lifted this issue above the partisan divide that this is not left or right. But we talked to the president about how this is a moral issue, an issue of conscience, an issue in the South where we are trying to build a multiracial democracy and challenge these extreme forces that rather than passing an assault weapons ban, they assaulted our democracy, as we saw when we were expelled from the state legislature. And so we've talked to the president and vice president about why it's so critical for us to continue to lift up these movements in the South, to continue to, to, to lift up this multiracial movement of reconstruction that we're experiencing right now in Tennessee. And as I was sitting in the Oval Office, I saw the, the, the bust of Dr. King. I saw the bust of Rosa Parks. I saw the bust of Cesar Chavez. And what they did, all those people did is, that, is they acted outside of the political paradigm of what was possible, and they changed political realities. And that's what we talked about. Was I, I made a direct ask to the president that sometimes we have to do something outside of the ordinary. As John Lewis said when he sat on the floor of Congress, as we did when we went to the well of the Tennessee State House and demanded action on guns. And so um, we are going to continue to push and lift up the, the creative tension needed to get action on this item. That's right. Because for so long, this, this gun violence debate has been stuck in between this, in, in this stalemate of, of left versus right. But we talked today about how it's a moral issue of right or wrong. That's right. And that is what we're lifting up and we'll continue to do at the state level, from the state house to the White House. And we didn't come here today representing ourselves. We came here representing the people of our state. That's right. The majority of whom across political aisle want common sense gun laws. Republicans, independents, Democrats, they want action. And most importantly, we left here with the mandate of a message that we must protect kids and not guns. That is the message I will be going forward with from, from this meeting. Radical is to take an action when children are dying and to pass laws to protect gun manufacturers. What is radical is to have a mass shooting after mass shooting and to say all we can offer is thoughts and prayers. What is radical is a supermajority Republican legislature that is more beholden to the NRA than they are to the lives of our communities. That is radical. What we did was to stand in solidarity with the clergy who were bringing these caskets, clergy who had buried children, clergy who had buried congregants, to say that we can no longer just, just, just hide the issue. What this issue is, it's about life and death. Mm -hmm. And so these clergy who brought these caskets to the state house, what they were doing was trying to, to, to show and demonstrate for the world, like they did when Emmett Till's casket was, was opened. Mm -hmm. Let the, the world see that in Nashville, we had nine, uh, three nine-year-olds lose their lives. Three adults lose their lives, and we did nothing about it. And so I would challenge that, that narrative, and I would say what is radical is inaction. What is radical is a status quo that, that will put money of a special interest like the NRA and Tennessee Farms Association over the lives of our children. That is radical. How optimistic are you that enough Tennessee Republicans will support uh, the proposal that Governor backs for in a special session? Do you think that that's realistic? The reality is thousands of Tennesseans have marched on our state capitol, mostly young people advocating for change. 
because there is a radical silence that is coming from people whose pockets are being filled by the National Rifle Association, the American Firearms Association, who are choosing to care more about what goes into their campaign funds rather than what goes into the schools and into the homes of people who are just trying to live their daily lives. What we believe is that people power can work and that what we have seen even already from the governor is not because the governor has all of a sudden had uh, some calling or awakening about the issue of gun violence and the need for gun reform. That's been an issue for decades now. We've needed gun reform. We needed to stop the uh, assault weapons from being manufactured in our state. We needed to have universal background checks. We've needed to have red flag laws for a very long time. But what is changing in this moment, which is really important for the state of Tennessee and for the United States of America, is there is a majority that is rising up and speaking and marching and demanding that we do something. And so for the Republican Party, who too often likes the status quo than justice, who too often is okay supporting white supremacy and patriarchy than supporting policies that can keep children alive the message has been very clear from tennesseans both republican and democrat white and black and rich and poor that something must be done and in this special session the expectation is that a law gets passed that can actually protect our communities do you think the vice president will be able to lead on this issue she did speak to The vice president and I have to represent Johnson is an extraordinary leader. She came down to Fisk University uh, and spoke short, the day after we were ex expelled from the state house, showing that this was not only a, a, a choice to stick with the status quo that supports the NRA, but it was also a threat to our democracy. And so for sure, she is a leader and can continue to lead in this effort. Yeah, and absolutely. The people that weren't there. Just, there was so much conversation about that speech that she gave, how powerful it was, and it really just energized and motivated more people, more of the base, more of the people who were on the periphery of this issue, but now they're fully engaged. And they feel like, you know, the White House has made this a priority. In Tennessee, Tennessee doesn't always get a lot of attention. And, and the world and the, and the nation had their eyes on Tennessee, and it's it's going to make a difference. You know, we've all got to stay in this together and collaborate and grow this movement because we are going to get action. And, and so we're just going to make sure that that happens. And we are so thankful that the White House reached out, the vice president reached out, and understand what is happening and want to help get something done. The thing that it was a key message was that this is not a moment, it is a movement. That's right. Yes. And that what is going to trans transform this system is going to be continued people pressure. That's right. We come from a state where we have an NRA-endorsed governor calling a special session on guns, mm -hmm. something that's unheard of because of people power. That's right. Because of, of, of young people taken to the Capitol by the thousands. And so I think that what message I think we all were in agreement of in that Oval Office was that this is a movement and will continue to push and that, that, that there are steps that can be taken that we'll continue to talk about. But I think it's going to take us not seeing this as just a, a political um, inevitability by just um, a statement, but we have to organize this as a movement. This is our Selma moment. This is a moment in which we have a state that um, just days after mass shooting chose to expel the two youngest black lawmakers rather than take action on common sense gun reform. And it's elevated the issue to the national conversation, their extreme reaction. And that's why we had the vice president come the day after on Good Friday. Um, to come stand in solidarity in Tennessee. You have the president, you know, saying that we were kicked out the, the state house and yet we're here at the White House discussing this on the national platform.
one because what happens in Tennessee, I'll say to the media, is going to have national implications. That Tennessee is going to set up a model for the nation about transforming this conversation around guns and, and moving forward to a state and to a society where, where we value the lives of children over the campaign contributions of the NRA. I think this is really lifting it up to a moral conversation, and that's what we need to head toward. Can you talk about what that push is going to look like from here? I'm sorry, could you say Can your you question? Can you talk about what you talk about the push that needs to happen, right? This is a summer moment. Yep. What is that push going to look like after you leave here? Mm-hmm. How are you organizing with other groups? Mm-hmm. Um, what does that look like after you leave leave the White House? And I also wanted to ask you, you just confronted Representative um, Zachary, I believe, on the floor talking about implicit bias training mm-hmm. in that, and he kind of tried to shut you down when you brought up white fragility. You weren't able to give a comment on on that, but can you I mean, we stand here today as as representatives of a movement. That's right. That when they expelled us, they were trying to expel a movement. And so we are in solidarity with the people of our state. When we lifted up the call for a special session, that was an ask that came from these organizations, particularly young people who said, we cannot leave here and do nothing. And so it's going to look like going to these Republican districts in the next month and knocking on doors, holding town hall meetings, holding rallies in their districts and lifting up the issue and saying that we're not going to allow you to let this simmer down. That, that we ended session on Thursday, I'm excuse me, on Friday early because they thought it would die down, that people would forget about this. But what they don't realize is that we have a month to organize. And we're going to organize and travel across the state and continue to put pressure on them in their districts. And Representative Zachary is, is, an, is an example of how out of touch they are with, with what's happening in Tennessee. Tennessee is a multiracial democracy. That's what we stand here as, as ambassadors of, that we want this vision of a multiracial democracy, not this vision of, of, of corporate um, special interests aligned um, white males who, who are not aligned with the everyday people of our state. That's right. And so we represent the future, which is why they're so threatened by this. You have, we literally, Memphis, Knoxville, Nashville, from, from one end of the state to the other, multiracial multi-generational, multi-faith, and that is the future. And so I want to say to the media is that Southern segregation, have a, they said that they had a saying that the South will rise again. We come here to say that the South will rise anew. We represent a new South, a new South that is rising, and that if we can transform the South, we can transform this nation. If we can get common sense gun laws passed in the South, we can get them passed in this nation. And so we hope that the national media will lift up what's happening in the South. Because our people are, are pushing forward a new vision. And I think it's, gonna, it's, going to, it's going to be a point where we are on the right side of history. And those who stand against us are not. And, and all of these different organizations that you ask are wanting to join. How, what can we do? How do we get involved? More young people who are not connected to organizations are asking the same thing. Kentucky, after their bank shooting happened, they called us, some of those representatives. They showed up at our human chain that went from Vanderbilt Hospital to the legislature, three miles, 9,000 people, and several senators and, co- and representatives from Kentucky came down in solidarity, and we're going to talk with them back and forth about what we can do. So we've got other states reaching out. We're going to go across our state, and, and wherever we can energize other folks, that's what we're going to keep doing. Because you cannot expel hope, and you can't expel a movement. <laughs> no, go ahead, your question. We didn't talk about a re-election bid. What we what we were talking about is, is is we didn't talk about re-election. We talked about um, reconstruction. We talked about resurrection of a movement um, around common sense gun law. We talked about this resurgence of hope in our state that is challenging these these extreme special interests. And so um, we 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 are you know stand in solidarity. Appreciate 
that the vice president made an emergency trip, something that was unheard of, the day after we were expelled to stand with us and gave a speech in Fish Chapel, um, a historically black college. And so, um, you know, we, we hope that, the, you know, the, the White House will continue to, to stand in Tennessee, but they're showing that they care about what's happening in our state. That's now. right. I mean, I, I think it's unheard of. This, I think we're the first state lawmakers to come to the White House under this administration. I mean, they're showing that they stand with us. And, and, and by standing with us, standing with our people in our state. And so I, I think that, you know, this is a strong support that we're getting from this White House. The fact that we're here today, that, that they tried to expel us from the state house and silence us. And the White House responded by coming to, to, coming to Tennessee. Right after the mass shooting, I want to say, too, is that uh, First Lady Jill Biden was one of the first people to come to Nashville yes. and stand with our community as we're more. I represent a part of Nashville. And so our community was grieving. The First Lady was with us there. And so I, I think that we, we want to continue to work with this White House um, and continue to lift up state legislatures like ours who, who need support who must be elevated because what we're dealing with um, is a form of authoritarianism, is a form of, of extremism that um, is, is harmful for all of our children. And I think that's what we want to continue to lift up. And, and Tennessee is often left behind and overlooked. Say that again. Sorry. No. So we will be here at least for another day, and we are talking to some leaders. We'll be talking to some over in the Eisenhower Bureau building uh, in just a moment. And each of us are reaching out to connections that we have here because the work that is going to happen, it won't actually just be what happens federally, although this is extremely important. Obviously, Congress needs to pass an assault weapons ban as they did in the, the 90s. Obviously, we need expanded universal background checks, these things that are very sensible. But what we are realizing, what we represent and all the people that we are representing in Tennessee and the people who are asking for justice and change to happen is also recognizing a lot of this work has to happen at the state level. And the truth of the matter is the assaults on our democracy, the erosion of our democracy is happening at the state level. State legislatures being run as ours is by Cameron Sexton is much more like a mobocracy than a, a democracy. And the reality is if we do not keep pressure on the people at the state legislatures and the speakers and the lieutenant governors, we're going to continue to see lawmakers being expelled for advocating for common sense gun legislation reform. We're going to continue to see people, the youngest black, two youngest black lawmakers being expelled, but voices of dissent being persecuted by the government. If we do not take a stand and show that in Tennessee and in this country, those types of things are not acceptable. And so I believe that with the people-powered movement that has been resurrected and that is moving forward in Tennessee and across our country, there's reason to have hope and optimism and reason to believe that these states can change and that our country can fulfill its promises to its children and to the communities that we say that we care about. And that's the oath that we swore. That's the oath that the president and the vice president swore to protect the communities and the people in this country. And we need everyone, Republican and Democrat, to be uh, in this movement with us. It is not a, a part an issue to say that children should go to school and be safe. It's not partisan to say when you go to a bank, you shouldn't be worried about someone coming with an AR-15 that could do you harm. These things are not Democrat and Republican issues. This is just about who we are as people. And as Representative Joe said, it's a moral issue about what is right and what is wrong. And what we are seeing and the reason to have hope is that even in a state like Tennessee, a Republican red state, we are seeing a governor determine that there is a time and a place and a moment where the status quo cannot work. Uh, and we are in this moment, in our movement, and we need more people to continue to join us and more people, particularly in state legislatures, to push back against the status quo that is harming our communities. Did you discuss messaging strategies to try to make it more palatable for some of those folks who are not on the board? No, it's not about palatability, and, and Representative Johnson, Jeremy, it's, it's not about palatability of messaging. Uh, all of us uh, have a moral compass about what is right and wrong. And we know that it is wrong for a child to go to school at Covenant and not come home. 
we, we know there's wrong for three people's parents or grandparents to go to work and not come home because someone had an AR-15. It's not about palatability of messaging. It's about whether or not we have courage and, and, and a consciousness in our society and in our states and in our government to act to preserve what we say is important, which is the value of individuals' life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Now, you, these people are parents. They're moms and dads. We don't think of them as Republicans and Democrats. They do not. They want to put their kids first. They want to put their kids before guns. And they're coming to the Capitol every day. The last 10 days, there was a group of Republican women that were there in support of doing le passing legislation. And uh, they were inside. They were in the gallery. They were all over. But this is this crosses all the lines. It's not it is not a partisan issue because there are as many Republicans coming forward as anyone else. And even if I'm the one that lives in deep red East Tennessee. And even in my district, I polled this very issue and the, a majority of Republicans, a majority of independents and a majority of Democrats favor red flag laws and gun sense legislation in Red Knox County. Mm -hmm. and, and so it's there. We just need to lift up those voices. Yes, it is. And, and, and we didn't we didn't have to even speak to them. I think our actions spoke to them. And they joined us. I mean, just because it's the right thing to do, because they're worried about their kids. They're worried about the safety of their communities. And, and they're going to stand up, too. And I think that's something that our supermajority is just missing totally. Representatives, representatives. Hold on one second. We hadn't had a question from you. We talked about we talked about the hope for democracy and, and this vision of a multiracial democracy and about how John Lewis um, did something out of the ordinary when he let us sit in on the floor of Congress for gun legislation in 2016. And, and when I, I, our friend here asks us, what gives you hope? Uh, excuse me, what gives us courage? What gives us, we come here as Southern legislators in a state that has a tradition of, of, of attacking democracy, but also a, we come from a, a state where young people led a movement to challenging Jim Crow. That's John Lewis, we mentioned him, came from Nashville. You, um, Diane Nash, Bernard Lafayette, young people. And so I come here 27, 28 as the youngest black lawmakers in that tradition, that prophetic tradition to say that what we're doing is, is not just for us, but it's for those generations who are coming up after us. And it, it, it's lifting up that legacy of liberation that is also in the South. We come from the South where it's not just about that, that, that where the children of MLK and Rosa Parks challenge the children of Bull Connor, the children of, of these white supremacists. And so we come in that tradition, that prophetic tradition. Um, I work at Fisk University where, where we have these young people leading a movement. And so what gives me courage is seeing these young people who came to our state capitol by the thousands, who walk out of class, these mothers whose children had died, who said we're coming, um, like people like Shondell Brooks, whose son was shot, shot in my district at the Waffle House in a mass shooting, and said I'm going to use my grief and transform it into action to demand change. And no matter what happens, I'm going to be persistent and consistent and, and, and continue to push the issue. And so I think courage is something that can be contagious. We're seeing it where we were expelled and it's, it has lifted up a voice of a generation. That's we come right. here and we see this Gen Z who I really believe is going to transform 2024. That, that, they, that their overreaction has, has launched back a backlash from these young people who are going to transform the political paradigm and the political possibilities of America. And, 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 and if we can do it in the South, the South is going to set the tone for the rest of the nation. I cannot emphasize that enough, that we come from Tennessee. Tennessee, that they said, is a place that is forgotten, a place that is impossible for change. And we came here, we did something out of the ordinary, and it's lifted up our state to a national profile that is now inspiring courage across this nation. 
And so I think that's, that is what gives me hope and gives me courage, is that solidarity, that multiracial, multi-generational um, coalition that we see that is being formed to transform the South. And, and the fact that you asked that question, what does that say about the state of our politics? You know, I don't think about it as courage. I, I did the right thing. You know, we did the right thing. And it, I, for me, it didn't take courage to do what is right. I know people see it that way. But for me, I was doing what is right. What is sad is that today, a lot of folks don't have the political courage to stand for what's right and what is right for the 70,000 people that we serve. Hey, thank you very much, everyone. Um, our legislators have to uh, move to their next meeting. I'll just say, on, on the portion about courage, that day, our mics were cut off and we were prevented from talking several times. But the thousands of people who gathered who were making demands in a state where you're told uh, that things won't change, in an institution that prides itself on the status quo more than doing justice. It was seeing the faces of teenagers and high schoolers who were saying, I believe in democracy and that the people who've been elected in this democratic institution will do right. And so for me, the courage comes from those voices of people who refuse to give up on this country who refuse to give up on the beliefs and the ideals that we say and profess to have. And so for me and our community, our families, uh, it is the voices of our community who refuse to to stop crying out, even in the wilderness, uh, for justice to roll down like waters and righteousness like an upper flowing stream. Thank you all. All right. That was like excellent. That's how come I wanted to come and share that with you today. And also, I would encourage everybody to go to the Washington Journal this morning on C-SPAN. C-SPAN.org, it's online. Just go to C-SPAN. And they had this psychologist there. He had written a book. He was in the Navy. He served in Congress. And now he has his own practice dealing with people with trauma who are service-related. And trauma is real. You know what I'm saying? How it comes out through people. Mental illness is pretty real, too. And I think we can't continue to play the game. You know, games people play. Night and day, they just ain't macking. You know, whatever they can do to keep on screwing you is about what it's about. And so many people are not like me. My son tells me all the time, Mom, Mom, Mom. You're talking over people's heads. And I said, I don't give a damn. It is their obligation to step up. You know, just step up. Understand that we live in a democracy and that you were born on God's earth and that you have a job to do. And the job is to look out for your brother's keeper. (laughs) You are your brother's keeper. And we have to understand that not everybody has the same opportunities because we all don't start the same but it doesn't matter because I can blow up in 2023 that's right that's me because I know what the fuck I'm talking about now do you know and why is it that you don't know and what do you see when you look out the window and that and then that that mental health professional talked about we just can't keep on walking by people And we know that they don't have a pathway up, meaning that, you know, there are people that just believe that it's a choice. And I'm telling you, that is a forbidden choice. 
as choice is not relative when we are only talking about a country that is made for all of us. But there must be a pathway created. You know, the steps, the steps that you take to ensure adequacy happens for all people is an obligation. And it is your obligation as a human being. Just because you're breathing the same fucking air that I'm breathing. And if it's chemically cancerous, then we're both going to get it. As we are both down here working in it. So, let's not pretend that we are not all drinking the same water. Even if we can afford to buy our water, we bathe in it. Somehow, it comes in contact with the things that we use, and it is still here. We have to, we have to know better so we can do better. And failure is just not an option. I think that most people can see it ain't working. And when I hear senators get up there and say that they're going to take away the obligation that they put on the teachers to collect the data and do the do the do the do, well, then you don't get to keep the money, boo. <laughs> you have to promise to do these things in the name of whatever. When you swear to allegiance that this is what's going to happen, and somehow <clears throat> shit is not happening. And it's unfortunate that this time in history, this time, well, I believe I have met my match because people just don't respond to me as if email is not viable in the United States court system as it is. And people just need to understand that. They were included in the list, but they were also, what is it, the word, complicit and not doing what it is that they should do when they know that they should do it. I believe the time limit was increased to a whole hour over here on Spotify. But that's okay. I have to work for my son to try to get him in and Perhaps we can do a two people show because we're Beth. We're just coming from different perspectives. And I sit across the table from so many people, and I have a different perspective in life. But I still have the same perspective working towards the end as freedom and liberty are just not free. That's right. In America, how do you see freedom? Is the question. And as there is no responses, me out here peddling my, my shit, it's mine. Because it's my journey. And I would not be able to talk about this journey had I not been on it for so long. But I'm so grateful just to listen to others share their opinion. And for people who are truly connected, like those two brothers that are serving in the Senate in the house of whatever, the people's house there in Tennessee. And those young people are so connected. I'm saying, <clears throat> yes, yes, and yes, but they still don't understand where they came from because they were challenged. They are recent graduates from elementary, middle, high, college, and they saw as others had just dropped by the wayside, somehow 
They just didn't make it. I didn't. I don't understand how they didn't make it because you know the law is that the states still provide a minimal op- op- opportunity to learn. But if you don't want to do it, well, if you don't want to do it, then we call that <clears throat> mental illness. That's right. And for people who believe that somehow them children out there in the juvenile facility with the partnership with the not-for-profit agency, and they're not coming out of their being whole, meaning that the relationship with them didn't make them whole, didn't make them Americans. They didn't come out politically engaged in the oversight process of, you know, of what was happening to them. And, you know, when you're not engaged in what is available to you as an opportunity, to stand up and remove yourself from the funk, that's right, then you are not engaged in the process and it's not happening for you. I see so many people that are just stuck, you know, but there's this, you know, and and I think it's just the way I think, but I know my children think like me and my sons were doing some great work in Atlanta And my son is doing great work in Hawaii, too. But I think that he should really focus on his God-given talents because, you know, doing website and web design and, you know, and marketing and all that shit comes natural to him. And because it comes natural to him, he just doesn't value it. And, you know, but he's so smart, I trust him 100%. And that's my son. And I'm so grateful to have children. But, you know, when when I was in Sacramento, I would go to the laundry mats and the young people. Well, they'd have their little children in there. And they'd be talking to their children like they, less than. And I think that that's what we need to understand. That less than. How children don't know how to treat their own children as they're not being raised in a loving family environment but all those supports about what we should do, what is required, is there a process it should just be created because we're paying people to do shit that is so irrelevant that ain't changing shit for nobody that's right YMCA you know, come on now your tax dollars at work big brother, big sister your tax dollars at work and then we could just have a whole host But see, we never said, oh, what we said is that because of Prop 209, you couldn't basically provide services in your own community because you would have an advantage. You see, it was an advantage. And I believe somewhere in my tapes, I hear this person talking about the advantage that Negroes would have if they got to, you know, use race in their culture to address the needs of the people in their culture. And I'm just saying, what is culture? I really don't know. But I know what I like. And I know where I want to be. And if that is culture to me, then it's just my family. And so, you know, I don't really have a whole lot of time. And I don't mind doing what it is that I'm doing right now because I'm attempting to share with you the empowerment necessary to become an individual living independently and thinking on your own. But truly, 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 
I have to question, where are we? Because, you know, I realized the military framework or the, you know, the way that my stepfather raised us. Oh, he raised us. And he gave us common sense. Not that everybody possesses it, but he told us what we should always do. And there's a process of handling business in America. And there is also the process of developing children and providing adequate support and not calling them little black MFs. You know what I'm saying? Because I hear it all the time. But the abuse that goes on in our communities, and I don't think black people really understand that trauma, that beating, the beating in the black communities of how the abuse goes on in black families because it was mostly created by fear. Fear and trauma because of, you know, willful defiance. Hell, lions, tigers, and bears, oh my, but they don't die. But be black in America and fail to comply. You will die. And then we will be talking about if he had only complied. What? Why didn't he listen? Well, what do you think? Well, I just think he should have complied and he wouldn't be dead. Well, of course. Oh, no, no, no. Whatever. And I'm saying, oh, yeah, right. Whatever. I am tired of the whatevers. Because I know what's happening here in Nevada. And it's called surplanting. And the federal government doesn't, it doesn't allow surplanting. And it's not your money, boo. I don't care if it's coming to your state to represent and support, support the people who live here. Yes, that's all true and dandy. Yes, it is here. But the real deal is is that you're supposed to be providing adequate opportunities for all of your people. And for whatever reason, the harvest was ripe. Even when we come to the marijuana, the cash crop. Because we're still trying to monitor who makes a fucking penny on it. I mean, why allow it to be legal even for pleasurable use if you still want to manage Who gets the benefit? And you see, therein lies Confucius say, we got a problem. I believe there's a problem over there. I mean, come on now. The machines are so tight that they don't pay, but sometimes they pay. And therein lies, therein lies the dilemma. But you know, hey, I can't say that the universe didn't take care of us. Because I know the day before we were going to have a new roof installed and we had $3,700 because I had given my mom $3,700 because I won a complaint. And see, I don't understand how come the federal government is not all in the asses of these MFs here because they are moving seniors into unhoused situations. I see far too many seniors. That is That is criminal to me in a state of entertainment. I mean, they should just have facilities where they can just check in and participate and engage in conversation as to, wow, it was rough out there, but why do I see them sleeping in the alleys, under the trees, in the bricks? Let's just not pretend this is the year of 2023, Bill. (laughs) And the American rescue money And the American Rescue Plan funding was allocated inappropriately 
That's why that reimbursement ain't happened yet. Bing, bing, bing. Human capital. You get it, boo. Maybe you don't get it. But you will get it. As we come closer to the 2426 reality is that you will only be able to use that money in a project that addresses the needs and meets the needs of the individuals in the community that are generating those resources. And wake up in America. Wake up in America. Because irregardless if you think that it's not your problem, as you leave the house every day and look out that picture window, understand it is only your problem. Because whatever is done in the dark is coming to the light. And in America, in America where we're all free, the word is e purpose unum. Out of many, there's one. But out of one, there may be none. Please like, subscribe. It costs a dollar. And follow me. But more and more, we have to build capacity in this movement. That's what the Johnson brothers, I mean, those two JJs in Tennessee, I don't know their names, but they were both black and very articulate human beings where they could articulate exactly where we are in America and encourage building capacity in America across the nation in regards to gun control because guns don't kill, people do. And when we have children with mental illness, boo, we're not even engaging the children nationally. We have so many children in the lockup. What are we doing? What are we practicing? Who are we when a man can be eaten alive by bed bugs? Bed bugs, do you hear me? Eaten alive by bed bugs and died in the great state of Georgia where Stacey Abrams was and where we have the other black senator. And I'm saying we still have those red Republican areas where they don't spend the money on the people and they have a poor service delivery. And where's the federal oversight? It's just like that garage building collapsing in New York or the, the apartment complex down there in, uh, but hell, we're not answering the question, why is there no water in the Euphrates River? But we ain't got no water in Mississippi. And ain't no water. Ooh, where is the water going? No water in Lake Mead? Colorado River. Hello. Don't you understand? It is we the people in America. And we can change. The word is e-purpose. You know, many there's one. But out of one, there may be none. Please like, subscribe and share alike. Subscribe, pay the dollar, and share. Y'all, I'll be back now. Oh, good morning, good morning. I find it amazing that we are truly living in the 20th century and far too many children just aren't making it. And then we have all these agencies that are committed to Helping the America, helping America, the American states, cities, towns, communities, make it some kind of way. And then we are not making it. Unfortunately, it is not working. What am I talking about? Hell, it's just not working.
getting out here. It's so nice this morning. <clears throat> Yeah, you can hear what's going on. The door just closed. Ugh, goodness. Look, I was listening to Word Radio. I would encourage people to log on to Washington Journal in the morning or Word Radio in Philadelphia. <laughs> Excuse me. Understanding what that city is doing to engage their community, their residents. What is community engagement? <laughs> what is people engagement? I'm still trying to wonder. is there are far too many people that have been left behind in America and America just keeps moving on. That's right. Moving right along. Ching, 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 ching. It just happens. As failure has become the only option of public education. Because there are no go-backs. Meaning there are no do-overs. And once you're done, it's over. Even if you didn't make it. Rudy Giuliani in New York. That's horrible. You have to realize that as Americans, the obligation to stand up basically comes from individualism and you know we have all these different professions and within the profession they have people that have just made it and then let's just look not everybody chose a career not everybody's doing something worthy mentionable and there are a lot of people that just ain't doing nothing at all and you say well goddamn is life going to change well apparently it is because people are or just they're not making it anymore. Mm-hmm. But because of states' rights, governors across this nation believe that they can take resources that were given to the state to support poor people and utilize them in the best manner that they believe is necessary. Quite frankly, the necessary became not you as an individual who would generate those funds. That's right. No work for the weary. Because mm-hmm. people like you ain't making it. And what should I say? Because the obligation to ensure adequacy would come from the people, the voters. Well, hell, but y'all voters don't vote. <laughs> and when it really comes down to the table, we all can understand what it means to show up in America. So believe me, my friends, the people who have been showing up are not necessarily advocating for your best interests. And perhaps it is time for you to stay outside of the box for a minute and figure this shit out. As failure is just not an option in America. And I'll say, Oh, excuse me, e purpose. You know, matter many there's one, but out of one there may be none. But what are you willing to do in 2023? Like, subscribe, and follow me. This is Darlene Nitterton saying, Anderson saying, peace out. Y'all have a blessed day. Grand Rising. Once the rabbit is outside of the box, I don't think he's going to go back in. Do you?
So, good morning, good morning. It is 3.11 a.m. It is the awakening hour. And for so many people, what can I say? As I truly understand, we are at a precipice, at the edge of the awakening. And we all must be aware of where we are. As Americans, what can I say? Most American people don't understand what America really is saying to them. As I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for Darlene Anderson. As I do exist, and I know who I am, and I was born in Mississippi, But as an American citizen, the obligation to understand the process is critical. So many people go through life and understand nothing about what's really going on with them. But until you have a child, once you have a child, you understand the responsibility or the obligation to go and grow, my friend. Just go and grow. But the deal is, is that still, here we are. Living in the year of 2023. So many people are homeless. So many people are disconnected. And so many people are just broken. And as what is broken, ask yourself who is successful? The dream. (coughs) Excuse me. But the dream. The dream is freedom. And what does freedom actually represent to you? It's a question mark. Because you don't even understand. Until you... Until you see the light... You too will not understand how important it is to just maintain, how important, how critical it is to just assume that the maintenance of effort (laughs) is keeping everything under control and everything is out of control. And that's just real. So many people don't even understand parenting. What is parenting? Well, once you have a child, you truly, you too, will understand the obligation of providing support and sustainable options for the child. But it's just as amazing me. Here we are living in the year of 2023, and so many people just drop their kids off. And, you know, across the nation, they've made it very easy. If you don't want to raise your child, you can leave it at any uh, police station, uh, any, uh, you know, any agency that has accepted responsibility to be the mediator, the mediator of providing services. But then you have to understand, we still are providing those same services. Just somebody else is getting paid. What does the payment look like? Well, hell, here in Nevada, it's upwards of $50,000 a pop. That's right. If you decide to raise a child who is not yours, but why not 
help the people who are making all these babies, supposedly unwanted, but have no real vision of upward mobility. And crazy is as crazy does. And we are living in America. Which means what? For most people, it means absolutely nothing. But then there are those of us who are out here, out here living, understanding patriotism, understanding freedom, and understanding consequences. As the battle, is truly the battle, as we live it every day. And it just amazes me how so many people just refuse to accept personal responsibility as they too have been pretending that everything is wonderful and nothing is at all. Here we are, so many children in the foster care system. Well, what is foster care? What was designed to take care of unwanted children? It just so happens that even if the people want the children, they don't have a way to put a roof over their children's head. And they've not even thought about that. I mean, it wasn't the thing that they were thinking about as new parents. No, but it's hard to support somebody through the issues or the efforts simply because, well, it was not a planned pregnancy. It just was a happenstance. And if you just happen to be getting pregnant, oh, well, the universe had something for you, even if you didn't have something for yourself. And the trials and tribulations are just that, that of consequences based on human behavior, based on human development. And what does that look like? Well, in America, obviously, it is all or none as we are forced to look at the situations of the all when we're talking about the lack of many. And what is lack? As it is apparent when people do not have the skills or the skill level to redirect the conversation. And there lies a heinous, well, miscommunication, I guess the word as freedom has never been free. And who are you in the 23rd century? In the year of 2525, if I am still alive, and I don't know if I'll be alive then, but what I do know is that as a human being, as an American, as an American citizen, when a young black man is incarcerated for the infraction of the law, but to be held in capacity or in captivity and to be eaten alive by bedbugs? Seriously? Who are we as Americans? And truly, what is it that we are representing as it doesn't look like any parts of freedom? Nope, because people graduate from high school, they don't feel an obligation to participate in the Local control issues. No, no reason to do that. And then they rarely even understand. But once they start paying taxes, it didn't support the wake-up call. Because they're, everybody's paying taxes and all those other resources to have, you know, some type of retirement. As most jobs and most 
jobs or employers do not offer retirement, but my mother was so wise. Yep, as I have a home, oh, I got a lot of work to do here, but I have a house, I have a car, and I have a car payment, and I have obligations and responsibilities in which I will follow up with, but which I understand that now I have truly been prepared to take on this journey as I'm trying to understand Will all of the three-year-olds in a city, town, state like Nevada have been assessed to see who's going to be prepared to move to the next level? And when your community has not been contacted in which you, oh, but I heard it on the radio, they were encouraging people to step up and join in the recreation of early start. And I mean, you know, they were just asking for community partners, but I don't see any, but they were also bragging about how many early Head Start centers did they actually have. And I think they were, Ocelero Learning Center was saying they had 34. And I said, well, goddamn, what if they had 34? How come I only found one? And one is the loneliest number that you ever knew. And it really is so lonely. And when you look at America, and you see the numbers of black people who are incarcerated, it's frightening. And I understand, you know, the positions of people being terrified as people who desire what you have, want something from you personally. And when you're status changes from green to red to yellow that's right there above you know your access to the internet right there you got either a yellow dot a green dot or a red dot for the most part I believe that I am just red and I really don't give a fuck anymore because because I've been trying to understand how it is that I see what I see And even if it is what I see, that there's no attempt and no conversations with the people where the most burdensome rules are being applied, have the ability to speak out on their interests, on their concerns. And for all of these applications, their apps, boo, they allow you to do whatever, whenever, you choose. So for now, I will say I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America unto the republic for which it stands, one nation under God with liberty and justice for Darlene Anderson. This is DA signing out. Y'all like, subscribe, and do subscribe. Follow me and share. Help to empower our nation to go and grow, boo. Just go and grow, boo. Just go and grow. What can I say? Except for I understand where I am in the 20th century. Y'all wake up now. Catch you later.